And here we are. Yay! Everybody's coming in. Welcome, welcome to the Hot Shit Show. Um, I apologize. Uh, I'm, I, I'm staying. I'm, I'm house sitting on a parade route. And apparently today's the last day of marching season, so. I don't know if you can hear it, but there's penny whistles and drums going by. I don't know what the hell. It's been happening all day. So anyways, um, and it's not, and nowhere I go is it like less loud than anywhere else in the house. What are they they celebrating? I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> it's Belfast, so it's like a, it's sort of, it's 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 to do with Belfast politics. Let's uh. say. <laughs> it's not just happening in Belfast, though. Yeah, no, I'm a sh- I'm sure. Yeah, we're twenty yeah. today, and I'm sure there's a bunch in Glasgow as well. Um, so anyway <laughs> uh so yeah so i i put the i put the um the running order in the in the chat but i'm gonna do it again because i know how what a pain in the ass chat is but so welcome to anybody who hasn't been to cpcl before um i am one but but one of three hosts there's myself and um, Pam Benjamin, who is in, I'm in Belfast, as we know. I'm usually in Glasgow. Um, here, I can, you know what? I can show you guys. <laughs> That's the parade. That's happening. That's what we know. Um, anyways, so, and then Pam is in San Francisco, and hey. she's broadcasting on her pirate radio station called Mutiny Radio. And then we have from new, well, I think, are you in, well, there's Andy, who is, who has logged in as Holly Jackson. And yeah, he, I just, I just live anywhere now, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm here, this is like Durham. You're yeah. in Durham right now, but he's yeah. usually in Newcastle. So yeah. <laughs> um, and so today... We are, so first of all, our main rules, don't be a dick. We are a foul-mouthed bunch. Um, we're not too, there's pretty much nothing you can't talk about. Pam and I have been known to talk at length about tampons. Um, <laughs> well, like, we're not really. Absolutely true. Totally uh, fair. So Aaron, how do we sign up for a slot? And are we allowed to share screen? Actually, tonight is our finale from the Slam that we, the Slam series we were doing for the And um, so there are no slots available tonight because everyone who has the winner from a previous 
Does that make sense? Yes, I will enjoy uh, watching the program then. Oh, no, no, mute. Yeah, somebody's. Okay. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> um. So I put. I'm gonna do it again one more time. I don't know. I've just been letting everybody in as we've been going. Uh, I I did put Kim Bila first. I'm not sure if that's okay. <laughs> To open the show, uh, we can have a discussion about that. But when we're not as tight, because unfortunately, one of our contestants, um, Ken Cumberlidge, is unable to make it tonight. But everybody has nine minutes set. So before, it was going to be really kamikaze. Like, we were going to have to keep real huge amounts of tra like track, like very keep everybody really on track and like on time. But... So we kind of, we got a little time. We could take a little time between um, the nine minute sets, but we still kind of have, we're usually much looser here at CPCL. Um, and we just kind of, we usually like, we kind of stopped even making schedules and just sort of let everybody go. But tonight we are on a schedule because it's the hot shit show with the hot shit players. And just for everybody to know, those hot shit players are King, Oh, right, you're right, you're right. Um, so our our Kim B. Miller, I'm just gonna go in order of how I see you on my screen. Mel Bradley, Clive Oseman, Crow Rudd, Louise Holland, Natalie Saligren, I'm not sure if I said that right. Carolyn Hashimoto, King B. Miller, and yeah, that's it, and Ken's missing. So, and Bart should be here as well any minute although he wanted to he requested to go last and i think although don't hold me to this i think his entire set might be new shit which is quite brave of bart to do tonight so like yay for bart well we'll see him when we see him um all right so yeah no you're sorry so sorry about that crow like i've been like ah, like wait okay the first show was this the three and the second show was this three so, um, I don't know, Kim, are you okay with going first? I'm good to ask you to unmute. But you can all can unmute yourself. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, cause I noticed on your, um, I noticed on your, your FB and social media that you're like, you've been performing quite a lot lately. So I figured you'd be old hat and not too not too worried about having an open opening slot. So that was, anyways, my decision, but that's so cool. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spotlight. Okay. And I gotta turn on my clock and you just let me know when I'm ready to start the stopwatch function. I'm gonna turn mine on too, that way I don't go over time. Ready. Okay, go. Okay. So, hello, everyone. The first poem. Um, I always do a disclaimer because my parents have heard some of my poems, and I do a lot of parenting poems, and it's not about them. And they're like, "You do tell them it's not about us, right?" So, it isn't about them, and it isn't. But you know, unfortunately, this is somebody's story, and. When I read this poem someplace, she came up to me and said it was my story. And that's very unfortunate. 
This is a poem between a mother and a daughter. The mother goes first. Do you even recognize the flow of hate? When was the last time you said thank you and a but did not soon follow? Thank you, but. Hypocrisy surging through your veins. Fully oxygenated viciousness spread daily. Respectful to none but the mirror, but spitting lyrical toughness. Be thankful or be quiet. Hmm. Well, Ma, I hear your lyrics, but that's not to my song, you see. I'm fruit picked directly from the tree that now denounces my existence. You took me with you everywhere except church. Kanye walking with Jesus took me more than you. If hypocrisy is this family's recipe, I learned from the best. A foundation built on ass will not stand. And dick you trust. Yet you look at me with discerning eyes? Close your thighs and maybe we could talk. I can't even recognize you standing up since you're always on your back. If duplicity is this family's recipe, I'm not the only leaf clinging to his roots. The only thing you taught me was to keep my legs toned and my ass tight. The only class you taught was the art of man, and my body was the center of the universe. I got King Kong on a bracelet, his balls on my earrings. Inspiration for greatness. I remind the possibilities. So you said, I am no anomaly. I'm my mother's daughter. I lived, I learned, and I conquered. I'm a homegrown hooker. Now step back, pimp, before I forget you brought me in this world. You created this Da Vinci. Now step back and enjoy your artwork. Okay. Hey. Oh. Hold up. Uh, next poem, so I find it, is um, letters to the fellas and letters to the ladies. So let's see, whichever one I find first is the one I'll read first. First, look, you're looking and you had it open and the thing shifts. Okay, ladies, dear ladies. I understand some of you are frustrated because your search of a good man has left you empty. But is there a problem with the candidates or the interviewer? I listened to your despair, past loves, as you floated on a lake of disgust, your heart repairing itself yet again. Then I stepped back to see through masculine vision. The portrait painted seldom matches the model. We are keepers of truth and destroyers of fact. Our vision distorted, our tongue sharp, our legs open. Let's let truth breathe. You say you want strength wrapped in true skin. You say you want dependability looking back at you with respect. But who do you extend your hand to while you quote what you don't want? You look past the very definition of a man and invite boys in his place, blaming the overlooked man you ignored, but not yourself. Lyrically, you're all versed on the songs about romance and finance requirements, but... Shouldn't that person be stuck with you calling it a job? 
beauty painted on, padded in, spanked in, disguised features, hidden flaws. Many of you sing about not wanting scrubs. So many women sing that song proudly. I just question why. The sin that eliminated your potential mate was his seat assignment? So no carpooling for your mate, huh? Hmm. Ladies, didn't many of us get to our destination right without girlfriend? Hmm. We are known to fly as a collective, so is that hypocritical juice you're sipping on? What if a man don't want no scrub? A girl butt-clapping out the passenger's ride of his girlfriend's ride trying to highlight him? Hmm. I'll put this a simple way for you. If you put out honey, you get bees. You put out sugar, you get ants. You put out ass, you get assholes. You know what I mean. Some women look for the head before they look at the head. Ladies, your foresight was blocked by his foreskin. Remember you said you wanted a good man. I did you just want a man that's good. Here's a good man, but you wanted to play. That's what you picked. He had somebody when you got with him, but you took his number anyway. Yeah. So really, is the fact that you're a queen and you can't find a king or he doesn't want a side Hmm. I don't know what you want to call yourself, but I think you need to stop being that imposter and start calling yourself exactly what you are. The open leg hotel always seems to have room for one more guest. Hmm. Maybe he's looking for someone to be his peace and not his peace. Got the word wrong. <laughs> anyway, the question is not, is he the right man? The real question is, are you the right woman? Dear fellas, I understand you're searching for a queen, but your candidates are scarce. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're looking at applicants instead of qualifying them. If your true desire is greatness, you're going to have to look past your penis to find it. There are women of God available, but you dismiss them when their butt don't clap and their panties don't drop. A queen willing to guard her temple is valuable, but not in your mind. Sex is your sole focus. Instead of guiding her to her heavenly father, you try to get her to call you daddy. Stop worrying how much semen you create and focus on how many amens you can generate. If you want to get somewhere, speak to our souls. Our thighs are not open to interpretation. You cannot determine a woman's value based on her size, and some of you have more rigid requirements for your woman than the Olympic qualifying team, yet you haven't been to the gym in years. If your woman must have a six-pack, then you best be in shape yourself. Then there are the fellows who want to rule a woman, the only commander-in-chief is one, and it ain't you. <laughs> we ain't looking for daddies, and we are looking for companions. And you need to know what you really want anyway. If you're looking for someone to clean, hire a maid. If you're looking for someone to cook, hire a chef. If you're looking for someone to ride, get you a horse. If all you want is the cookie, there are women out there willing to provide just that. But go find you some rental cookie. Don't pretend to be a king in order to date a queen, then hit the door before the wet spot dries. If you can't stay for breakfast, you shouldn't have asked for dessert. Look, 
We hate fakeness. Real is what we crave. So don't imitate or conform to impress us. We ain't looking for someone to assimilate. We're looking for someone to date. We ain't looking for someone a cliff note of a woman. We're looking for someone who wants the full-length version. Address us with respect. Don't call us names, and we won't call you any. <laughs> How would you like it if we came to you and said, hey, what's up, too short, not getting any, missing not my type? Then your precious ego would be in need of repair. Besides, you ain't as slick as you think you are. You haven't invented a new shade of Kool-Aid. We've already drank that brand before, okay? Close to me, I'm out of time. I'll finish this one. <laughs> you haven't invented a brand new shade of Kool-Aid. We've already tasted that one, okay? All you're doing is giving us some Similac mixed with crap, and it's not new. It's baby formula for boys who haven't learned to walk with real women yet. So just know, we are 24-7 women. We are not a cliff note. And we won't slow down our pace to fit you into ours. So you need to step up, step up. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> that was rad. Hey, thank you so much for opening and for being here. That, that was, was great. Fire. It was fire. Fire. <laughs> thank you. You're hilarious oh, no, too. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna open up the show with the Laverne and Shirley theme song, and I totally forgot. Oh, well. anyways, we'll come in from break from it. Okay, so thank you so much. Uh, I'm gonna put reset. And who did I have on my list? Five. Are you ready to go? I am. But just before I start, um, yeah. I've got a friend who's trying to get in. Um, okay. Uh, the link didn't work, apparently, on the email, so I've sent her the, the link again, but she doesn't know the passcode, and I don't know the passcode. Does anybody know the passcode? Um, I think I do. I've got to go check it out. Hold on a second. I'm just going to look here. And... Uh, it's make it... Okay, so one... Seven nine nine five seven. One seven nine nine five seven. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So should get some of the coming in a couple of minutes. Okay, cool. All right. Let's right. spotlight you, baby. There we go. Let okay. me know when you're ready. I'm not quite ready because I've just okay. changed something on my phone. Okay, right. I'm ready. That's the time. All right. Take it away. So. I'm Clive, and I'm going to start by shattering a few illusions about popular children's characters. They all seem great, don't they? But when the cameras are not around, some of them are absolute bastards. And this is possibly unsuitable children's stories. Humphrey, the chunky West Country monkey, had on Comfy Rumpy Pompey with the grumpy Humpty Humpty Dumpty. Andy Pandy was feeling randy, but Miranda Panda wasn't handy. He got turned down by Sexy Sandy, who branded him as Nyambi Pambi, so Pan Shandy was fine and dandy. Donald Duck was out of luck in the quest for a fuck, and he fussed and cussed how much this sucked, so he hired a quack whore for 40 bucks. SpongeBob SquarePants had some bants with a man from France, but the man from France started to rant, and at a glance produced a lance. Poor Bob cracked, cacked his pants, and ended up in an ambulance. Postman Pat had a secret stash of lots of smack and crack and hash, 
He was a very brash chap who'd got into scraps when out on the lash, and only his cat knew he was EDL fash trash. Tom and Jerry got very merry on a bottle of sherry and jumped on the ferry to County Kerry. Tom felt a rumbling in his belly. Jerry's legs turned to jelly and he ended up in peri-peri. Rupert the bear had a bit of a scare. He ripped himself open on a broken chair and they tried to stuff him with Donald Trump's hair. But the glare he gave and said, don't you dare. I'd rather be dead than have any Trump in there. And Stormy Daniels agrees, to be fair. All children's heroes have an alternative story, some full of glory, some pretty gory. But what they never told you on Jack and Ori was Peppa Pig's grandma got shagged by a Tory. Thank you. Um, yeah, so talking of Tories, of course, it was Cameron that shagged a pig, allegedly. Um, but any pig with any self-respect would tell our current glorious leaders to just fuck off. And people overseas ask, what's it like to have a prime minister like that? It's like a biscuit dunked in tea too long, the slime found in the garden pond, 0.07 if you play James Bond, Brexiteers well and truly conned, one of a kind like Hitler's ghoulie, jilted John without his Julie, a cheap umbrella when it's blowing a hoolie. He can't have been elected, surely. A cigarette without a light, the suntan, the suntan you would get at night. Massive piles when you take a shite. Serial liar, but that's all right. A hotel with no paying guests. Royalty without the incest. Donald Trump's hand in a bigly contest. Looks like a scarecrow, way past its best. Manchester City without the money. Looney Tunes without Bugs Bunny. A comedian that isn't funny and doesn't even think of the alimony. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, um, I've now got a couple of guests to introduce to you for, for the, the last two pieces. Um, uh, the first one, um, yeah, um, I'm a good guy. I like to share the spotlight, so that's why I'm doing it. And we are now going greyhound racing for the 128 at Balmoral. And I'm just going to move over so that the guests can come in. Commentary at Balmoral. You, you never thought it, would you? 
So let's hope my last impression is as accurate and spot on as that one was, because I know that sounded just like the Queen. So let's just hope that this one is just as good and you'll soon know who it is.
Myself off speaker view because that's just me oh, shouting poetry to, to myself. No, y'all can have me on speaker view if you want. But I'm just gonna oh, I see. Gotcha. Look at all of your beautiful gotcha. faces gotcha. and not my own. Right, gotcha. <laughs> right. I think it hey. did. Okay. I've got a couple to read, so I'm just going to start. They don't take nine minutes anyway. Um, okay. okay. Puzzles. I know a lot of words. Sometimes they're even the right ones. Often they're not. I want them to be right. You can't make the wrong words right. Right? I chew jigsaw shapes. The corners always stick in my throat. And I'm choking on the bits that you need, the right bits. And the puzzle looks sad and you end up looking at me like an incomplete. I regurgitate them at night in my head and they go together just right and you can see the picture and you understand it and it really is quite beautiful I promise that's that one <laughs> I'm just going to go straight through them um, so this one is called um, Pata because I thought titling it a poem about my chebs was a bit too on the nose um, someone's not muted They've been through a lot in 36 years. They've been grabbed, teased, pinched, squeezed. They've been licked and sucked. And yes, they've been fucked. They've been used for the pleasure of others whilst weighing down my own self-worth. And it wasn't all bad, but I'm taking them back. They're mine not yours that's that one <laughs> needs must you're in my head today yesterday too. too many days before that you can't stay there so 
I'll take your hair. I'll take the way that you speak, the shape of your face, your body. And I'll make a mosaic that pretentious cunts will cut their chins over and she'll fucking hate it. But you can't stay in my head. It isn't safe. I live there. Prescription. I write about you under a blue light, cubicle stained with other people's juice, fantasies, despair, that whore's number, faceless name scrawled in half-fucked felt pen or scratched hard into the plastic. I can't see my veins in here, but I feel you vibrating through them. Next. <laughs> uh, this is the nest. <laughs> <clears throat> She was chosen to carry them, she thinks. Nurture the chaos in her stitching the best person for the worst job. Mother nature of declaring this one. They tear holes with razor blade wings, stinging and crawling in the noise. It's so loud, always so loud. It's incessant. They follow her through dreamscapes and picnics in the park. They taunt and bite and buzz, 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 and more than once she's tried to exercise them. To blow them away with smoke, wash them away with booze, with fucks wet, with fucking sage and sharpened blades, but nothing works. They lie dormant sometimes. Give her pincushion heart a moment to heal, allow the lungs a steady breath, let the mind flow freely, but they resurface always. There have been times when she just wished that fucking swarm would swamp her, that they'd buzz and bite and sting until it was over and she was numbed by the pain and free, but no. Something stops her from just laying down. He stands, not tall, pretty weak. She grabs them in her fists anyway and whispers over the noise. Not today, cunts. That's that one. <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> leave you <laughs> with uh, Limbo. My really posh telephone voice kinda sounds like Good afternoon, Pharmacy Louise speaking. How may I service you? Have you been bad? Very, very bad. And I don't know why I do it, it just happens. I want to be incinerated like clinical waste. It's how the what the fuck do you mean my prescription will be 10 fucking minutes? You're only putting it in a bag. People see me. And it's how I feel. Simvastatin, aspirin, diazepam, tamazepam, bedroflumethize, buprenorphine, quetiapine, tramadol, methotrexate, ramipro, propranolol, atenolol, amlodipine, lithium, methadone, oxy, paracetamol, methyl, metformin, carbamazepine, ibuprofen. How about some sildenafil? Boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes. I'm generally awful at math, but fuck me, I'm a grand goddamn master of the 28 times table. 
I want them out of my eyes and out of my head because I'm choking. I am overdosing on my passion and my pacelet, trying to find just a little bit of fucking space for them both. And then I cry and I laugh and I sleep and I get up and do the same thing again every day and the day after that because someone fucking has to, right? I don't have enough fingers to count the amount of times I've been told that I'm the reason that you'll die because... 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 I do take all of you home and dream about making it better, which is just fucking crazy, right? So yeah. Burn me like clinical waste whilst I holler a big fuck you to Captain Pharma because I make no fucking difference. My country is the highest rate of drug-related deaths in the EU, whilst the suicide rate is an old uh, five-year high whilst we continue to sell opioids over the counter because the patient's wellness is more important than ever. It's not as important as 300 million in the bank. So, have you been bad? From we're just into your credit card details. And I've been Louise Holland and this has been both terrifying and fucking awesome so thank you very very much for your time everyone <laughs> awesome stuff um i believe we have one performer it's natalie after and then we go for a break natalie are you ready i'm Hi. ready i'm natalie's ready. coming Hi. to us from finland Finland, yeah. but I'm Australian, so I'm going to have an Australian theme <laughs> this evening. A little. Um, okay, let's get it into nine minutes. My country is burning. Eucalypt wet from the leaves and I'm drunk on the unbearable heat. I meditate in the stench and absorb it. The sun's rays break in the dry riverbed and my own path crosses the caterpillar dreaming. Wisdom's recorded in oral tradition. Ochre shapes on the rock face. Footsteps traced, sprayed in paint bearing the old ways. Creation recorded, wisdom's carved, first people's spiritual guide. The stories are told across the skies. Rites, ceremony, wisdom initiate and this is all bigger than me and this is all bigger than me scratch fossils cracked wide open i find i'm digging for my own survival i struggle to retain the ground i walk on but the sand is forgiving and molds to me i wake up and hear the roar of the engine. I shake to see a digger with intention. Backs break when bulldozed with aggression. Dig pits out pockets where ancient worlds hide in. Crushing petroglyphs of wisdom. Destroying old world origin. Dominating with ignorance. Fracking fractures the earth's crust. Forcing out our hearts gas. Backburning methods lost all control. Old growth forests has lost its Soul, like drilling rigs, insensitive coral. 
like tearing down Gondwana land's hold, like endangering our marsupials, like taking babies from their mama's fold, like creating a law for genocide, like following a leader who makes you lie, like following a leader who makes like following a leader who makes you lie, like burning. Fossil fuels light up the horizon, wasted water rusts the pipelines, rum's vicious cycle of inheritance captivated, adult into humility, ashes beyond ashes, dust burnt to dust. My country is burning, the carbon's expanding, there's no rights, no ceremony, no wisdom, dissipate, lost at the cold. To the man, this is a myth, to the man who tied my dreams to his feet like a shadow he wanted to play with, I thank you. The man who made sure the boom of his voice overpowered the whistle of the train I missed, thank you. To the man who elbowed me out of the way to be the first in line with ideas that were mine, to take credit in the limelight, Thank you. To the man who growled warnings at me like an old street dog, hardly disguising disgust as I too peed on the pole. I. To the man who took offence not to ideas not meant to undermine, following the paranoid lion, playing the blame game, silently shaming, constructing the silo effect as a way of punishing. Oh, to the man who disguised his inner, inner wolf with a charismatic style all the while, playing with his balls, hoping I'd go down pathless travel. I thank you. From you, I learnt the big bad world starts right at my feet. From you, I learnt that trust and empathy are my own worst enemy. I see the strainier lip crack with bitterness that not having stretched for some time. I watched your snarl flicked with an unconscious tip. I met you before, you know, in another story at another time. Puppet master. Captain hooked them up to Peter Pan, the greedy wolf to Red Riding Hood with your element of surprise. It struck me unexpectedly as I slipped to the ground, looking around, thinking I'd dealt with it all. And that's what makes this ruthless thief, that's what makes this hostile grief, the disexpectation, the miscombobulation, watching the train depart as I'm left at the station. And the line in between that modesty draws between suffering and exposure, between professionalism and a two-bit between the victim and the enabler. And thankfully, my thickened skin toughens on the surf and scar tissue dulls the pain as my memory fades. Was that one? Last one, and it's epic. The Great Rock. Nothing is sacred. When you see a long queue to the peak of Mount Everest, 
And the mystique of the Himalayan range can't simply be admired for its grandeur. When humans push themselves so far, the force of ambition takes over. And the next prosperous step, strike that off our list. Nothing is sacred when rivers worldwide polluted by antibiotics where wildlife swims in the thick water streams which exceed environmentally safe standards by over 300 times, where from the deepest depths we trawl out plastic idly thrown at family picnics, nothing is sacred. When gas pipelines build over significant sites, lands which hold a different wealth, assumptions that modern infrastructure fit entire populations do not take in for our consideration first world standards placed firmly on third world conditions the gap is increasing and we spend our time thinking why is this not working no one is sacred 20th century australia generations of babies taken from families bred into white society death of a culture on slow Desert survival techniques caught up in an earlier slaughter. Over 200 languages in Australia alone dropped to 130. We only consider this as we read the Nothing is sacred when a white man has a budget in his back hand and the introduction of flour was so long ago now. Authorities hold identities in the form of plastic cards with numbers and names on record to buy canned rations at the local Water is the only sacred resource left, but pipelines don't even reach all communities. Parallel existence running alongside poverty does not give us immunity. No one is sacred. In Central Australia 2007 intervention, government gave themselves authority again to remove children from their families. This time, army troops raid remote townships, taking babies from their mummers. 2007, the removal of children from kinship, systems which are complex and none of our business, really. We'd only spent the last few decades putting band-aids on the loss of a culture. Nothing is sacred. When the stiff upper lip goes his way with a pompous puff, am I going to climb that giant rock? Well, that rock now, Uluru now. Traditional owners have passed a white man's law somehow that it is a significant fight. But that battle we don't realise has been working for decades alongside bureaucrats, ruling in systems that were not their own in a language symbolising death of own dialect, burning laws that had nothing to do with their land fighting fights detracting from own identity. And as I sit here with my memories feeling strongly about what should be, we're dumbed down by our flashing screens that we scroll down to find the right article to read so we can all stand quite proudly and speak. It is politically incorrect to climb the giant rock. But in the last days of trailblazers trying to be to on the Great Uluru, the same ignorance shown through class by riding down on the skin of their asses is nothing sacred. That's my nine minutes. And it was. Thank you so much. That was that was fucking epic, man. Thank you so much for closing the first half. Um, hey, thanks, yeah. CPCL. <laughs> so awesome to have you. Yeah, um, so we're gonna take. Uh, we'll we'll go. We'll take till nine ten. Or wait, till wait. Well, help me, math. Nine. We'll take till nine, and we'll reconvene.
and we'll do the second half. And yeah, I got to go great. order food. Awesome. And I think maybe people aren't delivering to my neighborhood because I'm on the parade route. <laughs> Or to my house. Anyways, so I'll be right back. You're listening to CPCL here at Mutiny Radio. We're going to take a little break and play play the breaker here. And we'll be back in 10 minutes with more poetry. The second half of CPCL, the PBH Fringe from Edinburgh. Of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of... Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, 
L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, uh, uh, let's watch full-length movies. All right, let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, See you next month. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. And, and I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big splits and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a Sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. 
It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Bamtastic's Deep in the Mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org. I think, like, on, like, some of the merch stuff that I did, I think I put, like, choose port, we choose life. Um... And then when this started up last year, I was like, I might use that. Mostly because I couldn't think of anything else. Um, but yeah. I thought it, it had a transporting connection. Or, yeah. Yeah. Seemed to ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back. Hello. Yeah. But, um, well, I'm really bad with naming things. I've got it. Um, I'm working on like a new portrait photography thing, um, and I have no idea what I'm going to call it. That's a, that's the hardest part, like writing the forms and stuff. That's fine, but like coming up with a title for the thing, Jesus. Well, you should let someone Ken, else do it. Ken, you should have a little contest. Yeah, have, just get have a bunch of people. Get, get Ken to do it. Yeah. Or like, seriously, he's week. responsible for my title. The reason I have such a nice title, Ken. That's seriously, basically why. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we can. Why, why don't we do something on CPCL and everyone can yeah. let us read your stuff, and then we'll, we'll all. You choose the best. I mean, you have a bunch of brains out here. We'll figure out something for you. That's a good idea, actually. That would be an yeah, honor. We'll oh, that. my God. To be able to title someone's book. Holy crap. That's exciting. Like, that's what an opportunity. Yeah. What, a neat, what a neat thing. <laughs> no, we'll As that. long as people don't take advantage of that, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, knowing what CBC I was like, probably mm. will. That'll probably just be called Don't Be a Dick. <laughs> that's the best. That's what you should oh, title have to call it. That now. No, that's not a bad title. It's not a bad title. I'm going to have to call it that now. See, Andy, 
Andy actually wanted to call at the beginning when we talked about doing the because we did the for the stay at home for the stay at home yeah. range. And when we talked about doing it more often, Andy's first suggestion was what was it like? Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck pretentious poets or something. Yeah, fuck pretentious poets. <laughs> Jesus, God. Like, At first I was like, what? And then I used I was, to be oh, such really a cunt. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Jesus, I'm so glad we went with Choose What We Choose Life. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, don't listen to me. This is why I don't title things. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> My gloves are too pretentious uh, for this poem. <laughs> Oh, last night. There's where you betray yourself as fringe. The untitledness and the fact that yeah. I don't give a kid. <laughs> so last night I did a, um, a poetry event in this um, for this homeless charity. And next door was a bar. I went to the bar to bring the drink back round. And I ordered my beer or whatever. And then the barmaid was like, good luck. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, your report, clearly, like, because the way I was dressed, I was like, <laughs> I mean, yes, but rude. <laughs> like, what do you mean I'm a poor? I'm, these are my clothes. Because <laughs> yeah. you've made it. You are a visible poet. Like, I, just, I, yeah. just, I wanted to go and get changed. I felt like such a hipster. That's incredible. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible, but you've done it. Yeah. If she doesn't, I'm, 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 I'm clearly thought. buying the wrong shoes. <laughs> no, my 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 oh, aim is so nobody knows I'm a preacher. Actually, that's <laughs> that's my game. You're a preacher. Learning. Hmm. Okay, so I guess we're back from break, and now I have got to find Mel, who I am sure is ready to go. It's nighttime. Hello, Mel. Everybody, oh. welcome Mel Bradley hey, to Mel. our. Our a hot shit player, Mel Bradley, to our hot shit show. Hi. Take it away, Mel. Okay, so here in Derry, um, today is Foil Pride. And obviously there is there are other parades that are happening, but because of COVID and all the rest of it, we haven't had Pride. And for this is the second year, and it's devastating. So I'm going to do some queer, some queer-themed poetry in honor of Pride. Um, the first piece was the first piece that I ever did for a slam, so start time. Hmm. I don't care much for lipstick. It's not really my thing. It makes my lips feel obvious and somewhat out of place. I wasn't always so shy of my assets. My younger days relished their advantage back when I was playing dress up, pretending I was a girl. I wore my supposed sexuality with pride and loved those lurid shoes, the racy red, hot orange, party purple, oh, and seductive pink, purple and pink to make the boys wink. Well, that's what I'd always been told, purple and pink, and boy, did they wink, then move in for a little bit more. But the unattractive, contagious rash dressed up in those lurid hues, the smashed up red, not so hot orange, hungover purple. And what was so seductive about that pink? It took me a long time to realize what my dress up play really meant. See, that was my way of making me feel normal and not so out of place. But I hid how I felt inside my head, only joking with half serious intent because I didn't understand what I was. 
of what the rules were for being me. And you came into my world with your cheeky, confident wink, giving me the warm and fuzzies that I'd hold on to for days and days. You didn't like being a girl. You weren't comfortable in your skin. It was through you I finally understood myself and realised what I had to do. See, you're not one for lipstick either. I mean, not really your thing too. You like my lips the way they are. I am pretty enough for you. Now, yours is the only wink I want. Our kiss is unattractive and contagious rash-free. We've no need for pretending or playing dress-up. When it comes down to the truth, it's just you and me. Thank you. Um, and the second piece is was, um, the sort of like the journey to writing the play that I that I put together last year for Pride, and it's called Beyond Me. Beyond first shock, breath into cold, unfamiliar air, hands that grapple the blinding, stark white glare. Swaddle tightly, now secure in safe arms, and strokes on noses, skin to skin, feel warm. Beyond the, you can be anything you dream of, bold astronauts and perfect ballerinas, driving fire engines or being a fox, adventurer games, the dressing up box. Beyond school day classrooms and uniforms, learning to sit in neatly lined rows, pristine counting and spelling, language expanding, friendships formed and playgrounds, bonds unending. Beyond traditions and cultures of growing up orange and green in, in this wee corner of humanity, of altar boys and girls' brigade costumes, processions and ceremonies, alignment assumed. Beyond class and notions of rising above, head down, work hard, strive more and more and more. Gotta get out of here. Gotta get elsewhere. A chance to just be without the past, aware. Beyond Experiments and identity, trying to find the one that fits flawlessly, expectations set, ideal prescribed, the need to belong, to find the right tribe, performing self to the outside, rehearsing gestures for the mirrored gaze, practiced faithfully, guarded in style, straight back, tummy and chin up, lips part, smile, beyond the pride flags, and the party club scene, flamboyant boys in loud colours, dancing free, girls in flannel shirts, hair short, tattoos, tough, cushion boundaries. Far, far enough. Beyond gender, decided in those first breaths by a doctor that never asked, a life mapped, dressed in pink, climbing trees, feeling wrong, trapped inside a body that doesn't belong. Beyond fighting the legal rhetoric, have a flirtation, maybe a relationship. Witness life as partners exchange in name, celebrated openly. No fear, no shame. Beyond stripping down needless barriers, clearing out old prejudicial debris. Let me ask you, honestly, what you see, you look beyond the labels of me. Thank you. <clears throat> My last piece is called Confused. True story. You're the worst lesbian in the world. 
is the line I get thrown at me the most. It's as if they think my sexuality is open game for their ill-humoured joke. They laugh, shrug it off, tell me to wise up. It's just their unique style of banter. Like, somehow, it's my own fault. I'm setting myself up. Hang on there. Can we just halt? I'm confused. You think I'm confused, but I can't seem to make up my own mind that someday I'll simply wake up and leave this woman nonsense behind that I have an awkward lack of ability to make decisions or even commit because you haven't worked out how your neat little box fits. Oh, I'm greedy. I want it all. My cake and then maybe another slice. I'm promiscuous and my sluttish ways are part of some experimental vice. I wish I didn't feel the need to explain to somehow qualify my very being. I get tongue-tied, exasperated and end up just agreeing. Because it's easier that way. I hate conflict. And truth, you're not even remotely curious. You're more than a little oblivious as to how your words are injurious. And yeah, maybe you faced yourself naked in the mirror and thought about all the insecurities you have and the countless demons that you fought. But see, it's a little hard for me to put myself in your shoes because of the chipping at the armor that I carry exposes all the shame and self-doubt, and I know it's not just temp temporary. <laughs> I get this on both sides, from my gay friends and straight, as if whom I sleep with is a general topic for debate. And whilst I like to jest that I'm more the equal opportunity sort, Please don't think this gives you an excuse for some so-called witty retort and letting me know that you're really open to the proposal of a threesome because it kind of fires your arousal, makes me roll my eyes and inwardly count to ten. Come on, breathe deep now. Find that inner place of zen. I'll fuck whomever I choose and I won't give a damn if you can't quite work out if, you're, if my preferences are for a woman or a man. Not in the relationship's type. At least for the moment, that's my way. Maybe I'll meet an extraordinary gentleman or lady someday. My attraction is to human beings, not the layout of their anatomy. It doesn't mean I have a roving eye or misunderstand the concept of monogamy. But for once and for all, let me explain, or at least let me try. We really do exist in this world. That's right. Some of us are bi. Thank you so much. Woohoo! Woohoo! Awesome! That was amazing. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Mel, for coming. Some of us are coming. I discovered recently, well, not that recently, but during lockdown, that there's a name for me that I apparently I'm pansexual. And I was like, oh, cool. And apparently, as I was like, oh, right on. Like, I didn't know. I'd just been saying bye all these years. Like, I had no idea. But anyways, that was like, but there are all these words that like, it's so funny for me because like, because I'm old. And like, I'm always finding out the new words and the new words change so quickly because of the internet. Like, it's like, that did, that's when I was coming up, like words stuck around for at least like three or four months before they got like, anyways. Um, but anyway, so yeah, thank you. Um, and awesome. I've, to I've yeah, totally identified with all of that. Um, so who next 
is I see this is why I kept re posting the does anybody know who the hell else like is next or not who the hell else but like I know Bart is last and then and Crow Carolyn Hashimoto let me take a look Carolyn Carolyn Hashimoto Carolyn 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 that is it how can I forget about Carolyn welcome Carolyn Hashimoto <laughs> fucking menopause brain man can I, can I just say for the record that I do write poems not about cows <laughs> um, but I just just bear, I promise this is the last one I've just got to get it out of my system and we'll be good so here it this could be the last cow reading ever okay that's my field that's my cow Oh, his third eye's fallen off. Shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Bear with me. Mind you, never thought you'd hear. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't mean to. Oh, hang on. What am I like? Right, Cow has got his third eye. We're ready. Okay. Uh, you got my screen up. Uh, let's get the spotlight off. That's horrible. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is about nine minutes of cow. Um, let's do that. Right. Cow is kind. Cow is lazy. Cow farts. Your mother is a fat cow, but she is kind. Your mother is lazy. She ruminates and regurgitates and she farts. She's filthy, smelly heavy and slow, and she farts, and she embarrasses you in public, like now when nature calls and she just can't help herself. She lifts her tail and farts and then empties her bowels. Did your mother not tell you it's rude to point and stare at the stupid fat cow? Cow skips, cow farts. Cow receives the semen of a prize bull. Cow says, fuck this. Cow takes a walk out of the barn, out of the farm, onto a residential street and comes across a city. Cow can't imagine. Cow can't imagine there's a place like this. Cow walks. She will learn to skip later. Sorry, I skipped ahead. Cow keeps walking. The grass is grey and hard here. She's feeling hungry, and you, who are calf, walk beside her. And you, this poor cow's child, walk beside her. Calf and cow walk into a car park and through the doors of a popular brand supermarket. Cow and calf, that is you, wonder why there are so many farmers here and so few cows. You cry. You're hungry. Mother cow knows this cry, knows you're hungry. Cow stops to let you feed. Cow nurse, cow tender, cow kind cow. Cow stops in the middle of the dairy aisle and lets calf feed. You, calf, drink your mother's milk, and stare at cartoon cows on cartons. But you don't know what a cartoon or a carton is. And calf is full now. This place is so strange, but they smell a smell they are familiar with. It is cold, metallic. It smells like home. And they wonder, is this where they belong? You cry too. You are hungry too. You bite down on metal. You want milk. But mum 
is too busy filling up her trolley. She has things to do. She has things to buy. She knows this cry. She, she ignores it. Busy mum, tired mum, ignored mum, bad mum, good mum, drunk mum, yummy mum, stupid mum, lazy mum, perfect mum, mum you'd like to fuck mum, tired mum, poor old mum. She pushes on, buys flora buttery, battery farm eggs, orkney mature cheddar, milk leaks from her udders. She pushes on. You chew on rubber and you shit in your unrecyclable nappy. She buys bacon and white morning rolls. You are hungry. Moo too. And I'm dreaming of the gentle whale nuzzling and guzzling its way through the plankton-filled sea. In my fantasy, I'm the whale, but this is the nightmare where I am plankton. Or am I microplastic? It's so fucking hard to tell the difference these days. And in your waking dream, continued, you chance upon a fistulated cow, inert and silent in the pet food aisle, head low and heavy, udders masticized and covered in slurry. You wonder why a cow can't raise their head like a horse can, but still, you can't resist. To pull the plug and plunge your hand into the unnatural hole. Tell me, what does it feel like to have your right arm elbow deep in the orifice of a cow? Squelchy, I imagine. Sinewy, too. Is this your first time? What if this is the nightmare? What if this is not a fantasy? Or what if it just gets stuck? If the laws of gravity and nature conspire against you, what if, like a vacuum, it pulls your arm in and the only way out is to chop it off? But then, maybe that's just how the stupid cow likes it. You squat on your hind legs, Rip the metal handle. You cry. You are in pain. Water pools around your heels. Cow knows. Cow knows this pain. Cow knows this cry. And she pushes, just like you. You push, and they pull, and your babies drop. Land on the cold concrete floor. Her long, licky tongue licks away the fetal matter. It is warm. You are loved. You're fat lazy, melancholy cow mum loves you, but time is up. She's not for you. There's no goodbye, calf. There's no goodbye. Your mother cries too, but she's not for you. If she was human, she would cry boo-hoo, but sometimes all a sentient being can say is moo. This is a message for all customers. This is not a nightmare. We repeat, this is not a nightmare. You see them now. The cows, the mild, the meek, the pigs, the cows, the sheep, not flying in the sky, like the saying we all kept saying, kept saying, but levitating on all fours, rising up into and beyond the clouds. Member of the cleaning team to aisle nine, member of the cleaning team to aisle nine, if left a right mess. They knew this day was coming, but didn't know couldn't know, couldn't have anticipated they might be halfway through a shit when they began to levitate or mid-birth. Abandoned fetal matter lies now in a pool of full-fat milk in aisle nine, and someone has to clean this mess up. Whoa, watch out for the tuna. One of those could knock you out cold, and the dolphins, and the sharks, and all the other bycatch. Sea workers, sea workers die unnatural deaths too, and fish out of water have limited time. They don't last long. Some were just too close to their last suffocating breath to make it up to their final undesignated destination, so they fall back down to earth. Thud, 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 thud.
In times like this, you may have to reconcile yourselves to more deaths. And watch out for the vultures on aisle three. The crows, the pigeons, the eagles, the blackbirds, the starlings, the seagulls, the parrots, the budgies, the sparrows, the ravens, the blackbirds, the thrushes, the parakeets, they rip off the plastic and gorge themselves on rump steak, pork chops, chicken thighs, legs of lamb, pork belly, such a treat to eat pure meat without fur or feather to contend with. Or maybe they're just pecking at some poor old cow's tongue. If cats can eat cow, why not birds? Meow. Predators, savages, but not savage like you. You, are you still here? On your hands and your knees on all fours on the slimy, sinewy supermarket floor, fighting your way through the fish and the birds and the excrement to the exit door? Or are you rising up with a delighted moon, leaving the chaos below you to those who will inherit the earth? Those who will inherit the earth. And still the cows and the pigs keep flying, I mean rising, or maybe when they get high enough they will start to fly. Who knows? You'll never know because you cannot see that far. You just cannot see that far. But being the cunning and resourceful human that you are, you've seen a way out of this mess. You and all the other desperate humans around you jump and reach and grab on to the nearest set of rising trotters or flying hooves. So here you are, grasping at levitating paws. But what you have failed to consider is that maybe the stupid cows knew all along, and the sheep, and the pigs, and all the other dumb animals too. They kick, and they buck. Moo! Fuck you, says the cow. Bah! Ha 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 ha! Says the sheep. Moo! And all that is left is you. Survivors, you, the unnaked humans are here. Here amongst the piles of discarded waste, the spilt milk, the fetal matter, the rump steaks, the chicken thighs, the birds pecked to death in the rush, the piles of steaming shit, the quagmire, and the rising stench. You wretch, you gag, you vomit. And the fish, the fish still falling, the fish still falling. Thud, thud, thud. Too late for the fish, but then there is always collateral damage to contend with at times like this. But you're not all the same, are you? Not all of you are crying in despair or screaming in fear. The farmer is crying, but he's crying for joy. The cows he violated now free. Goodbye cows, he calls. Goodbye cows. He tears off his elbow-length pink plastic shit-covered glove, falls down on his knees. Moo says the farmer. Moo, says the farmer. Sometimes all a sentient being can say is moo. That's it. That was incredible. I can't wait yes. for the cow book. When the cow, the poetry cow book comes out, it's, I, it's, I love it. I love the cow stuff. It's so original. It's so like topical and amazing. And I love For it. For more. stop. <laughs> Carolyn also submitted her master's, uh, her shit for her master's this week. So woo! Which was about cows, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
it would be interesting to try like when like i know kathy had made a comment that it was um theatrical it would be interesting to try to come up with some stuff when i get my own theater hey yeah I, 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 costume. like I, we can maybe we can try to like do a whole cow like the cow production um uh, so yeah anyways thank you so much carolyn for coming another hot shit player uh <laughs> so our second our penultimate hot shit player in the spotlight is crow rod where are you darling i know you i have to find you myself by using this cursor here you are hello let me know when you want to me to start your time we're not being that hyper we're not being that dicky didactic pedantic about it but Nonetheless, I am. I feel. I feel like I need to run the timer. So let me know when you're ready to go. When God sends me to hell, I wouldn't hesitate. Stare down the list of my transgressions the same way my mother mourned my history great. I wouldn't stroke his beard and ponder the question of whether remaking one of his creations is a sin. The end of the journey is the vision he had all along. Maybe we are all born works in progress. Maybe we are born with the spark to create or defile or innovate. Maybe we were meant to have the ideas that weren't coming to it. Although I surely would have started as spacemen, right? When God sends me to hell, I want to consider the alternatives. Ponder which is better, queers or burning them. Thank you. So yeah, hi, I'm Crow. Uh, I am uh, taking the place of AJ McKenna tonight, bringing on my angry trance shit in. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, next up is, you guessed it, the angry trans poem. Uh, this is called How to Be Socially Acceptable as a Trans Person. Try not to be too out there. It's important to be softly spoken, trim your claws, shape yourself around their ideals, their comfort, beat yourself down till the threat they see has been pacified. Trim your claws. It is important to make normal people feel safe around you. Because in order to be accepted, you're going to have to reintegrate, effectively muzzled, trim your claws, strip down to your bones. Try not to consciously work to erase the divide. Throw other trans people under the bus if they work to erase the divide. Denounce every cis ally who works to erase the divide. Try to stop thinking about the murders and harassment that frame the divide. Cry yourself to sleep trying to forget about the murders and harassment that, ship that frame the divide. And preventing the countless murders of trans people that make up the divide. But it isn't countless because every trans person reads the kill count that makes up the divide. And we mourn the hundreds lost every year in service to maintaining the divide. Also, cis people can smugly call that equality, pointing at the box you climbed into for them, preening like a performing animal while the rest of us pace our cages, teeth bared, claws sharpened to turf ripping points. Because this has never been about acceptance. We don't care if we tick your boxes, we will flatten your boxes as we live harder than anyone else. We have earned this. 
through fire and brimstone and hailstone fists. The hoops we're forced to jump through simply to show why we should be allowed to exist. Thank you. Thanks. I'm actually not going to continue the angry trans stuff. Uh, the others I've done quite a lot recently, so they need to sit for a while. Anyway, um, uh, I also have a book. If anyone is interested in my work and wants to grab one, it's £6. I can put a link in the chat after my set if you would like one. It's really cool. I, mean, I had a friend design the cover and it's gorgeous. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, finally, this is uh, a poem that I don't read much from this book. Uh, I'm just going to do one more that I'm done, but um, yeah, this is this is this is one I don't bring out enough. I think this is called "Assemble as Instructed." Step one: Remove all outer packaging and lay the pieces out on an even surface. You should know what you're dealing with before you start assembling. Step one: A. People will tell you that you can't love someone else before yourself, but that isn't true. So I do envy those that get to be their first love. Step two, separate the pieces into groups. Take care not to cut your fingers on the sharp ones. You may need to glue a couple back together. Step two B, I have attachment issues. Step three, refer to the, refer to the diagram for base assembly. You will return to this later. A strong foundation is important. Step 3C, I have an irrational fear of being boring. I'm not going to stop thinking of things for us to do, even if I tire myself out. Step 4, try your best not to get frustrated when the parts you add on don't stick too well or fall off. Progress isn't linear. Step 4D, I will almost certainly tire myself out. I think what I need is patience. Step 5, this kit will pine for you. Indulge it, but not too much. Know your boundaries. Step 5E, I'm going to apologize for everything. I like to think that it's not as bad when I'm around you. Step 6, during assembly, the time you put in was directly proportional to what you get out. Step 6F, sometimes hours will feel like days. Step 7, make sure you return to the foundation Constant maintenance is necessary. Step 7G, I never said this would be easy. I know I'm not easy. I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to run at this point. Step 8, if the build isn't to your liking, be prepared to deconstruct and start over. The pieces are reconfigurable. Step 8H, change is a pin pressed to my palm, I grip my teeth and pull. Step nine, this manual is incomplete. Revise steps one to eight as needed. Agonize over further steps on the blank pages provided. Step nine, I... Thank you, I have been corrupt. Thank you for your time. I'm going to have a book if you want one. Uh, link in the chat. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, everyone's been fantastic, and I'm sure that's going to be great as well. Thank you. Thank you, Crow. Woo! That, yes, I see you put your link to your book. They're great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Always definitely, definitely, everybody plug your stuff. We all got to support each other. So, 
I am all we CPCL are all for doing self promotion um, in the chat and whenever if you have if there's a moment and, and during the breaks, etc., etc., etc. Um, so yeah, moving along with our hot shit players and our hot shit show, we have. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going last because I told Aaron I hadn't written anything and I wanted to write everything like today. Like I finished work at five and I was like, oh, new God. shit. Yeah, new shit is like the way forward. I think I'm going to start with old shit, but okay, um, right. but like it's like that's where I'm at right now. I just moved back home. And I haven't been home in like eight years. And I got a job like two days after I came back. I was only meant to be here temporarily. Um, so it's like old shit in a new place. Or no, new shit in an old place. But anyway, um, this is my old like CD case with all like, my old CDs that I've looked at in for a while. And um, I'm just going to go for it. Oh, I don't think any of them are actually CDs. They're all like burn stuff. But anyway, I'm going to take them out while I this poem. This poem's called Scratched CD. And if I was a record and you were through, then would this part? And if I was a record and you skipping through, would you this part? And if I was a record and if I was a record through, then you this part? And if I was a brand new song, I was a brand new song and you were skipping through, then would you this part? And if I was a brand new song skipping through you, this part? And if I was a scratch CD, and if I was a brand new song, and if I was a brand new skipping through, and if I was a brand new song and you were skipping through, then you would this part? And if I was a brand new song and you were skipping through, then you this part? And if I was a brand new song and you were skipping through me, then you would miss this part. All right. Thank you. All right. This next poem is called When I'm Dead, Take My Body and Do Cool Shit With It. All right. It's kind of like a groundy lockdown poem. I'm on my own in the sense that I do not own anything that won't perish with me. In this sense, I only own my body. In this sense, I don't even completely own my body. It will belong to others while I'm alive and fall out of my possession entirely when I die. I've often fantasized about that moment when I could leave my dead body behind as a gift, preferably to a lover or a long-term friend with the hope that they do not feel burdened. And a note that reads, do something fun with it, cool shit, scribbled in brackets so they know to plan one last adventure to end all our adventures together to do something unsensible while i'm not sensing like roly-poly me roly-poly me down an up escalator bury me in a public botanical garden at midnight or leave me on my third favorite bench then come back for me i love the image of a friend pushing me down the street in a wheelbarrow while somehow drinking a beer a repayment for the night I took him home in a wheelbarrow. My mum always worried about the wheelbarrow and never who I put in it. The times I snatched it from where it lay on the back path, near our neighbour's wall, 
bleak and rust and holy, surrounded by white, wild hemlock flowers, their heads weightless cauliflowers in the dark. I know this wish feels un indecent and unclean, like the sharing of poetry or sexual dreams, best kept safe from the general public or your family, but not unhuman or unpracticed in different societies for history or in bad Hollywood reenactments of old times, like the final scene of First Night when they tie the deceased body of King Arthur, played by late Sean Connery, who looks a bit like my own late granddad, tied to a raft with a hundred swords stuck in it, set it on fire and pushed it out into the lake. Perhaps it's better to be represented in death in a similar way than we are, that, we are, <laughs> that we are seen in life, than to fade away unseen like unfulfilled dreams or un or, um, or a unheard typewriter song right with cadences. When my great-uncle Mike died, age 92, and I, still a kid, flew over to Ireland for the open casket funeral, I could only think of how much the coffin looked like a boat, light brown on the inside and dark on the outside. He and his brother Jim were the last inhabitants of a small island in Kerry called Beganish. Even when his arms, even then his arms still bulged from years of rowing, so much that people said they thought he was going to reach up and grab a hold of them. My dad said he felt it from his older brother Jim too, a few years before, but that the energy was higher up the body, like he was suddenly going to sit up and say something, give you, give you an order, like an like <laughs> like an elder to a younger. When my grand died and the body sat in the morgue across from our house, I thought it might be clever to write her a poem to describe what it felt like to carry her coffin's weight. But COVID intervened as only one person was allowed to touch the coffin. So instead I made a note that when my youngest cousin had stopped playing her violin and her brother his accordion, their parents reached over and each put a hand on them, whispering, well done. My aunt put a hand on my cousin, their mum, my mum on my aunt, my older brother on my mum, and I nudged my, bro my older brother. He put a hand on my shoulder and I reached over to my younger brother who was sitting a seat down from us because he didn't want to be involved in the prayer reading or poetry reading and I put a hand on his shoulder. All right. I haven't been timing myself. Like, Erin, cut me out if I go over. Um, so this is my typewriter. I, this is kind of my thing. I type poems up in the typewriter. Like, I do write the whole poems as I read them out. So, um, this is a poem that I edited, but it did get, it got published, but I hated it. So, um, I rewrote it today, like an hour ago. So here it goes. It's called Bull on Beganish. In the old days, when there was still lots of people, Living, living there on the small island at the edge of the estuary.
when my grandmother and my great uncles were still teenagers. Your man, my great granddaddy, brought a bull to Beganish. Arriving early. The next morning, someone spotted it. A mile upstream. Paddling its way. to the mainland. It broke out of its pen at the back of the island. down out through AC's landing past the seal colony and came ashore in a cabbage patch. Near the town. I hate to do this, but... Come on. To, I have to leave and I he he was he went over his time and I have to go run another show at two o'clock at Atlas Cafe. So thank you so much for joining us all month from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and thank you to Scotto of Flat Black Plastic for switching times with me so that I could enjoy this whole month with Edinburgh. So keep it tuned in for Flat Black Plastic, which is up next. We come out to Atlas Cafe at 2 o'clock for comedy every Saturday.
by the kiss. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? It is Wednesday. It's high noon. High noon. You are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and I am joined today by Jason of The Purge. Well, hello there, Pam. How you been? I've been doing great. How have you been this week? I've just been peachy. Awesome. Peachy. Fuzzy on the outside with a hard interior that's... Some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuzzy on the outside. Insert joke here. Inter- yeah. <laughs> Insert punchline. Uh, so this is the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, the best medical marijuana tink in the biz. If you have not tried it, you must go to tryalta.com and uh, check it out. Uh, or go to your local dispensary. And- <laughs> It does work, thank God. Hey, 
Talk.